Marketers ruin everything. Welcome to the Everything is Marketing Podcast. What I don't want to do is to pretend this is show number one. What would the hero of your life's movie do right now? Do that. Do those things. It is the Everything is Marketing Podcast. My name is Eric Hulkren, and with me this time around, my dear friend Jeff Leach. And today uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the future, because I know uh, we're one month into 2017, but you still kind of feel, um, especially in social, but even in you know digital advertising itself with what's happening in programmatic, like there's a lot of rumblings around it. I think a lot of people look at this and go, okay, you guys in January decided you would tell people how to future proof their marketing. I'd like you to prove that now. Um, but I think the work that we did kind of really lays the groundwork. So let, let's, let's start with your whole philosophy on the people that are in the ecosystem of business and marketing. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, we uh, talk about it a lot and, and I've been, I've been talking a little bit about the languages because I think that there are lots of different languages in marketing and media and everything that we do. And so I often think that there are three languages and we need to learn how to speak those. So future proof your marketing, the most important thing I believe you can do in 2017 is learn a new language. <laughs> so not French necessarily, uh, but the three languages that I often speak of or think about are media, one, marketing, two, finance and business, three. So media people speak media, rankers, reports, ratings, cost per points, cost per thousands, whatever that is. Marketing, web analytics, conversions, conversion ratios, all kinds of things like that. Um, and then business, which is more like revenue or average sales or frequency of sales, lots of different things like that. So learn to speak all three languages because I, I've been asking people and I've been thinking about this lately and I put you on the spot, but if you are the marketing department for a company, who is your customer? Well, it, you know, again, it depends not to put you right back on the spot, but it depends on what the purpose of that marketing department is. You know, if you're asking here, it's twofold. One, it's to market on behalf of customers who don't have a marketing department, but mostly to market the organization. Yeah, I agree. I kind of look at it a little bit differently than that. So if I'm the marketing department, my You almost said disagree. I love that. <laughs> almost. Uh, never completely disagree. Uh, <laughs> So it's like a, it's like a hundred percent. It doesn't exist. Yes. Uh, so to me, the marketing department's boss is the, the customer, right? If I'm a marketing department, my customer is the person that's going to approve those budgets because they're the ones that are giving me the budget to go invest these dollars. That's the customer. So I don't care if you're selling cars, the customer doesn't always necessarily equal the person that buys the car. It's the person that gives you the budget and trusts you to go invest these dollars. So learn to speak their language. They're the customer. That customer wants business whatever that business is. So I think that's why language is so important. That's why understanding finance and business is so important. And I often think that that's why marketing departments struggle often to, to speak that language sure. and because they expect that person to speak marketing. Business people don't often speak marketing. And unfortunately, marketing people don't often speak business. So the more often that marketing people can reach out and speak finance, can speak business, they're going to make that marketing, that media make sense to the people that approve those budgets and ultimately their customer. Now, do you recommend going and grabbing coffee with somebody like this to kind of start bridging the gap? Because it's it's not a these aren't languages that you can necessarily learn by reading blog posts. Because you know you can get maybe some of the lexicon, but you won't understand. Like if you're in this case, if Dan is the boss, and 
he and I speak different languages. I'm even if I read a whole bunch of things of like, what's the finances of a publishing advertising agency? Like, I would get some of the stuff, but I wouldn't be speaking his language per se. Sure. Well, yeah, I don't think you need to speak that language completely because if I go to, you know, on vacation to Mexico, I don't need to speak Spanish. I need to be able to speak. Where is the bathroom? Where is the bar? Where do I get a beer? Sure. Okay. So, or where's the food? Whatever. So learn to speak the language that you need to learn to speak. And, you know, and when we do that, I think you start to look at and say, uh, what is important in a marketing department? What metrics are important to the finance department? And that's where we start to look at that customer journey. So all the way from don't know your product exists all the way to ultimately, what are we trying to do? If it's a car, make sales, if it's marketing, you know, or whatever you're trying to do, what does that financial business person really ultimately care about? That's what you're trying to achieve. What is the steps in the process in between there to get there? And sometimes that's media metrics that lead to web analytics and on-site metrics or in-store metrics. Sometimes that's revenue data that oftentimes marketing people don't have access to. So the conversation that you want to have sometimes is to ask those business and finance people for that information and for that data. And they might say, why do you need that, marketing right. people? Right. But the reason you need to know that is because that's part of the purchase process or the, the consumer path to purchase that you're looking to complete. So if you can put a quantity, a metric to the, all those numbers of those steps and then a value and a cost of each of those things, to me, that is the most important thing a marketing department can start to do is lay that foundation to set benchmarks because your job is to bring more people into that funnel most cost efficiently. And so while you're doing that in 2017, this becomes easier and more difficult. You know, I know when we did this uh, last week or a week or two ago, you know, one of the first questions was, yeah, but tell me exactly what happened, right? Like, tell me to the to the letter, you know, you're drinking out of a, you know, a blender bottle, right? Like, tell me what happened from the time that Jeff Leach got up in December through, you know, January 1st, when he makes the resolution to go back to the gym to buying the blender bottle. Show me that whole thing. And, and you're going to say, Maybe. Yeah, if you can track that, that specific path, do it. Do it as much as you possibly can. But oftentimes we can't track that specific path completely. What we can track, though, are all of the individual steps metrics and draw a correlation between those. So you have the awareness. You know how many people you can reach. You have the next step. And again, in the auto dealer case, people came and looked at my in-store. They came to my store or they went to my website. You have those metrics. They may not be related. Then the people who actually looked at a specific car or went on a test drive, they may not be related to the people who always went to the website, but you can start to put all of the metrics in place and draw correlation between each of those different steps. And then you'll know if I did something, did anything happen in each of those steps? And so I think trying to figure out the direct relationship between each of those various steps is what you're going to start to draw to. I did a thing and this outcome happened. And so if, if, let's say, for example, you have done none of that stuff, like where's the place to start tracking that? Well, I think to start tracking that is to think about it from the consumer path to purchase, is that if you are unaware that your widget exists, how do you become aware of it? What things are you doing to make people aware of it? Once they're aware of it, where do they go next? Do they go in store physically? Do they go online? Do they, where do they go? And do they talk to a friend? Once they do that, do they look for more information uh, or do they look for do they download information? Do they Google information? Like, what are they looking for? After they become educated on that, how do they physically make the next contact? How do they contact your business? Do they make a phone call? Do they email you? Do they submit a form? You know, what is that process? And then what? Once they submit a form, does somebody call them? What's that phone call like? I mean, just go through the entire process. 
and then just put it like if it's a seven step process put the seven steps down because if you know those seven steps then you say okay what's the number that we had in those things you know and every business has those things you know whether you are selling you know powered medical cots or if you are selling automobiles or if you are selling education to people who are music students you know every business has various steps that lead toward ultimately a conversion um that generates you know financial metrics there, right there you go right so and then when you bring media in in this day and age it becomes super important to understand how to tell your story and uh, you know I, I think the the biggest thing where brands fall down is when they try and do that stuff or more importantly when they've got a great story and they put it in the wrong place and i think the example that we were using a couple of weeks back was extra gum they were running an ad campaign where um it was two teenagers in the high school and the kid is using the the gum wrappers to like leave notes for his girlfriend and they ran it on tv for nine months and the sales went down and then somebody in their department who was speaking a bunch of different languages was able to look and go okay we've got we made a two-minute version of this thing we edited it down to 30 seconds to put it on tv and sales went down what happens if we take the two-minute version and we just put it on youtube and what they saw was they really did have a great story they just had neutered it to the point that it didn't actually make a connection and they found the right media or medium in this case to put the story out there and you know i, I just think that's a great example of you might have all the things in the right place but you pick the wrong thing because you always did tv or you always did print or you always did display or you always did facebook and maybe it should have been on snapchat yeah absolutely i mean we talk often about making sure you are where your people you're trying to reach are and not only that but to your point about the story is making sure that you know how to move them into the next step of that process is that if you're speaking to them here and they're looking for a little bit more information, what's the, what, what is the right message, the right story to tell those people on the right device, on the right channel, on the right medium to get them there? So, Jeff, you've been on this podcast, I think, four times at this point. One of my favorite questions to ask you is, you know, we get a lot of people who reach out after you come on and go, you know, how does he stay up on all this stuff? Because arguably where you live, you know, in the display, programmatic, Google Analytics, kind of customer journey, top of the funnel to the bottom of the funnel area – is the most data-centric scientific part and probably the hardest to kind of wrap your arms around. So what are you doing on, on the regular to kind of stay up to date on all this stuff? The best thing that I do is continually just ask questions. I know it sounds cliche and stupid, but as we're going through these things, um, you know, it's never enough. You know, right now it's not possible to track everything I want to track, so how do we do it? Who can help do that? And so researching information like that or thinking creatively, I mean, there's times where uh, we're kicking around ideas in terms of how could we possibly, and those are the types of questions that, you know, settling for what's available today is not good enough, you know, and, and you're not always going to catch it in a, in a digiday, you know, email, sure. or you're not going to catch it on ad week. You know, you've got to ask yourself, like, if you set those seven steps, if that's what it is, how do I track those better? How do I correlate this information better? Because today's not good enough. So I think staying hungry in those things, asking questions, kicking those ideas around, uh, and we used to be a little bit more, you know, uh, I think kind of closed off in terms of I want to keep my strategies to myself. I want right. to keep the secret sauce, right. you know, yes. but the more you open that up and share that and kind of open source your own ideas, the more you're going to start to see that other people can help you get to that next phase. So I would say communicate, talk, collaborate. Um, again, cliche, but the more you throw those things out there saying, here's what I wish I could do. Somebody can help you get further with that. Jeff, if people want to reach out to you. How do they do that? I think you can always email me at uh, jleach at advanced360.com 
or you know you can google me on all the different places you can find me Jeff Leach, as always, a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much. It is the Everything is Marketing podcast. My name is Eric Hulkern. You can find me. It's eric at mlive.com. It's the Everything is Marketing podcast.